Hello and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 233. I am Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sinitsky. Hello. Hello there. Hello, viewer and listener. And hi, Jenna. Hello. And as you can tell from the crinkling sound, Jenna's here. I did bring her microphone back up, so... (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry. I was trying to be sneaky. <laughs> How dare you sustain yourself with <laughs> nourishment? The second you press the start <laughs> button. So we're, anyway. not, we're not the only people that do like beginnings like that. Because no. I was listening to Make Me Smart from NPR, like mm-hmm. Kai Rizdahl's like, other thing. And every time they start him up, it's always like Kai in the middle of a story. That's just like now entirely <laughs> out of context. <laughs> he just sounds like a wacko. <laughs> sounds like. And they just like, yeah, and it's like, he knows that they start because like he'll say some like really awkward sounding like standalone sentence and it'll be like, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop, and it'll just make their like opening theme song. So that's where you get it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I brought the TV back and the cameras are kind of set where they should be now. So we're, we're oh, getting yes. Hello. dangerously close to things being correct Normal. again. Which is great. I feel like we should yeah. change. Well, we'll change the cars in a couple of weeks. We'll do like a, the Modi Awards or something. It's These almost a new year. Cars. Yeah, so. it's almost. Yeah, when we do the new next, year, next we'll do year some we can get some new stuff. I, I don't mind any of this stuff. We still have the no, they're all good. Heritage Z, NA Miata, 330. 2001 330i Sport Pack. In beige. In, <laughs> in beige. <laughs> and a, a GR Corolla hatch, <laughs> which is just awesome. Uh, anyway, getting right into it, before we start on topics, I briefly want to comment on our Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash carbitrage, on this fantabulous generic site with a couple custom add-ons. You will find two open-ended levels of support for content consumers like you to support content producers like us. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash carbitrage to check it out. Yes. All right. Uh, and should we say happy Hanukkah? Uh, well, happy Hanukkah, I guess. <laughs> happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. <laughs> this will this this air after Hanukkah is done, I think. So. Oh, well. This one it, should drop tomorrow. Okay, it's so it'll day. be the last day. So there we go. Um, <laughs> so happy last day of Hanukkah, everybody. Hooray. I hope you eat lots of fried food. Well, I, I do Janet that anyway. Maybe I'm my, Jewish. My aunt, my aunt was very excited that Jan was going to make latkes, so it was good. That's definitely words. Mm-hmm. Latkes are potato pancakes. They're made traditionally in Jewish household, households during Hanukkah and every other reason you would it's ever want to cook. Fried potatoes. It's basically That's a fried. Good. It's a fried hash brown oh, pancake. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, I um, like both of those things. So as yeah. long as it's not like a fruit cake where you take two awesome no, 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 things no, no, and make no, them no, worse, it's, no, no, it's, no, it's no. absolutely fantastic. And then you put it in applesauce, which everybody goes. Mm. No, I bet and that's really good. Yeah, it's delicious. Sweet and savory. I. Had Jana's without applesauce because whenever I try a new thing, mm-hmm. I get it as plain as possible so I can properly judge the quality of it without yeah. having like another item here like ruin it. Yeah, like I don't want to like when I go to a new pizza joint, you don't go to the new pizza joint and get their fancy pizza, you get their cheese pizza to see if it's good I pizza. I would not order a cheese pizza anymore. or a pepperoni. Or there like, you go. You get a basic pizza though. Thank you, you. You don't get you don't get their like Taco Supreme whatever pizza. <laughs> like you get their whatever pizza. You have pizza. a dill pickle pizza? Yeah, you you get like their like you get the normal pizza. So you go, okay, sauce good, cheese good, dough good. So, Jan's Lacas were pretty good actually. They're really really great. I follow King Arthur's flower recipe. Isn't he dead? Yes. yes. Okay. Um, I added He's also too much going. salt. And didn't put no, any the, pepper in. You had the, but it you was had the fine. no. Your salt was fine because they're supposed to have a little more salt than, than you normally would want. Because you oh, most lacquer recipes call for normal salt. If you use kosher salt, like the big grain kosher salt, then it's actually properly flavored. Mm. Um, 
but yeah, you just need a little bit of pepper, and they were fine. And then if you just kind of leave them on, what I would do is and cook them long enough because I didn't. No, no, no. Wait you, you, for the oil to heat back up. No, you actually hmm. you're, you're fine. But what I do um, when I made the last like four of them is the oil sits naturally on like one side of the pan. Yeah. You take the dry side of the pan, you finish them off on the dry side, and you get a nice char. That's fine. Yeah. So that's how you make latkes. Cool. <laughs> I can't think of a scenario where I would I would necessarily do that, but I'm glad I have this. Well, now if you, if you I have, will make them if you for have, you. Okay. If you're ever at home, you've excess hash browns. You're like, hey, I've Which got ash, all the time. I've got excess hash browns. I have a pan. I have vegetable oil. I guess I'm making latkes. I now. do. I do have that. I do actually keep hash browns in the other unit, just as like breakfast items down here. But McDonald's yeah. has the two for. 450 now yeah. sausage egg McMuffins. So I've been. Yeah, but you can make a decent latke. Becoming out of that. fat. You could, probably, you could probably make a lock out of that. You, you cut those probably in halves or thirds. And you throw them on a pan. Yeah, mm-hmm. that probably you could, you could make do. I don't have a pan here at the moment, but I'm... You actually, oh, that's fine. I don't think I will because there's no cooktop. I do have tinfoil and a toaster oven. There you, go. there you go. That'll work. Get that bad boy up to like 1,000 degrees. 400 even. Done. Yeah, it'll yeah. work. All right. Well, did we do the Patreon? Yes, we yes, did the we Patreon. did. All right. Uh, well, here you have the first topic. Weirdly enough, this is oh, well, well. I do, no, we, but we're doing the coverage stuff that we yes, didn't do. Yes, we do have the coverage. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll start with JCCS. Sounds good. So we went to during our hiatus. Jan and I went to California to JCCS Japanese Classic Car Show. What are oh you're playing with the guy? Yeah, <laughs> he's um, got a squishy tummy. He does have a squishy tum. And yeah, he's we, a knockoff tub squishy guy. JCCS uh, this year was held at. Anaheim Angel Stadium. Which is not a guy's house. Yeah, yeah, funny enough, if you type in Angel Stadium Anaheim into Google, uh, it will take you to a man's house. I feel like that would be problematic for that man. I think he did it on purpose. Oh. Because there was literally a business registered to his house called Anaheim, or Angel Stadium Anaheim. Wow. Not Anaheim Angel Stadium. Okay. So, so it was, I think it was that, deliberate then. Yeah, and the guy's like a super fan. So. Oh, God. But it's fine because there's there's a cool like type two like pickup that was in the sh- that was on the street. So I'm like, okay, I guess it wasn't that bad. And then he just had like a parade of like random old Japanese cars like driving down the street trying to find the stadium. <laughs> I was gonna we say we weren't the only people it happened to. Um, <laughs> but that is a prime example of a show being held in a parking lot and being a thousand percent worse. Infinitely worse because it was just in a big parking lot. There's no venue. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of being on a nice berm over by, like, overlooking like the port of um, Long Beach, like that was much better than just being, you know, in a, a parking lot. And, and everybody in California, like LA, well, yeah, Anaheim, Anaheim, but LA. Yeah. There's a hot, sweaty parking lot. Yeah, I hear LA sports football parking lot, and I don't think of good things. No, no, it's exactly what we thought. There's no, no, there's too much sun. It's awful. But um, everybody was so thrilled. They're like, look, we get we get to get all the cars. There's so many cars. There's so many more cars. There's cars. There's cars. It's like I got harassed by a line of CRXs. Mm. So I, I think the thing is here. Um, I think Minnesota, we get the. You know, parking lot shows suck, and you just don't do parking lot shows more than other states do, mm-hmm. because so many other states have problems with, like, there's so many cars that you cannot possibly fit them in the venue. Like, it's, I I could see how that'd be a problem, but like Minnesota's small enough where like we can we can hold a good car show, mm-hmm. where venue is more important than anything else. So, 
when we were when, like and during, we have topography which is yes. nice yeah and so like during modest i asked mike um like what if it, if a car show was if the venue of a car show is more important than the, than the content of the cars themselves he didn't understand the question and now i get it because california has so many good cars mm-hmm. that like yeah, venue actually doesn't matter. You right, see, but you even just shove them all in. But yeah, the most amazing cars in the world, you're gonna get super jaded if you see the same stuff three times. Yeah, three exactly. Shows. And so we actually, um, the day before, we're trying to hang out with Brian, and he has to grind like twenty four seven to like live out there. Mm-hmm. And so he invites us to this little car show he was hosting, which turned out to be a BF Goodrich commercial shoot. Mm. He did uh, not inform us. Yeah. So. Uh, the director tried really hard to get me into the commercial because obviously I was looking hella cute, but I was like, oh, no, I'm going <laughs> to run away from you every time you try to talk to me. But yeah, no. Like Larry, is that a porta potty? Larry Chen was there and stuff. It was really cool. And it was like, it was super well curated. And so they had like a bunch of cars from like Wild Cards, um, which is. If I was going to say, what is that? If you Google them, they're a very well-known, like, classic Japanese car, like, car club in California. Okay. Um, they're, like, cool dads with cool cars that have air conditioning. Yeah. Ah, so VIP minivans. So, yes. So, yeah. And so we were we were there. I was actually, like, sitting there talking, and I'm like, as we, like a bunch of people were like, looking at this Toyota Starlet. And Which they're was all, like, the guy's niece's car. Yeah, and cool. so we were like, everyone's like looking at the Starlet. I'm like, this is a very cool car, and I was like, dude, check the, like this is like everyone's like looking at this custom valve cover that like had his like the team name on it, and like this is a dope valve cover. I'm like, it's a cool valve cover, but look at the air conditioning compressor. He goes, yeah, I know, right? It's great. He's like, you know what sucks <laughs> is the HVAC unit shorted out like yesterday morning. Oh, so the no. last two, he's like, the last two days I've been having to hotwire the air conditioning to an on position. He's like, at least it works though. So he's <laughs> like, it's just an on position. I pull the fuse. <laughs> well, the like the W two hundred one, it had two air conditioning switches. One was AC, and the other one was dehumidify. Oh. And you could just Ooh, leave nifty. the compressor on with it dehumidify, and like the AC would be even better. That's yeah. perfect. But it would then potentially freeze up the the evap coil yeah. sometimes. So I remember that in the one ninety D, the guys just never use the AC button, just use this one. Yeah. I'm like, oh okay. But, that was kind of cool. Yeah, so that that's a photo from the yeah, I saw car show. Yeah, and so the um, th- apparently the new hot thing at car shows is to wash your car at the show itself. Um, and I was like, that's weird. And then I noticed it was a commercial studio. Studio. Uh, shoot, that it's is... a commercial shoot. Ah, I like that combined word. Did it's I like, it's very German. You said studio. I did not mean to say that. <laughs> But I'm I like, kind of dig it. Yeah, so there's a commercial shoot, and I'm like, all right, this makes sense now that obviously you're just filming a scene where the dude's washing his car. But yeah, it, and it was a perfect example of a small, well curated show mm-hmm. in a great location, and it had the 10 cars I wanted to see the most at JCCS, and then like another like 15 cars. So it was like 25 cars in total. And it was small enough that you could actually, <clears throat> excuse me, talk to all the owners too. That's nice. And then like they like had to stay with their cars because they were waiting. I was just gonna for make directions. that comment. I'm like, not only is it a small show and a good venue, but like, yeah, that kind of stuff is nice when you have to be by your vehicle for whatever reason for the yeah, show. If it's exactly, you know, based yeah. on a commercial, it's like I'll talk to people about my car if I'm by it. But what I do when I get to a show is immediately walk away from my car. Yeah, and that's not, and like people like they'd walk away, but like they're still like you know fifteen feet away from their car because it's such a small venue. Like you don't have to like yeah. walk across Angel Stadium to like figure out Yuck. who this one guy is, this one random car. 
So and that is one guy's house. Yeah, and then they they see they see you going like, oh, I really like that, and then they tell you this entire story behind that. Mm-hmm. So like, I got to sit in some guy's Hakoska skyline because I was like, I he had made um, acrylic mirrors with flowers in them. On, oh, on yeah. his hood yep. mm-hmm. and I really liked him and I go I really love that and he's like I've got a matching shift knob my friend did it for me nice. this is this was like what we did and he also he was also like do you want to sit in it and I sat in it and he talked to me about the car while I was sitting in the car and I was like this cool. is this wouldn't happen anywhere else so the venue at that first show was called auto conduct and it was like kind of a co-working space meets motorplex sure so it's really interesting. They had like a little like bar inside of it and stuff, like for the owners. We have one of those in downtown Minneapolis, but I do not remember what it's called. Yeah, it's it's like that, but it's like it's really nice. It's much better than anything we have around here. And the owner is like the nicest guy in the world. But um, that that was just a different, totally different show at that location yeah. I was showing you. But just so you can get an idea, and it's just like a perfect example of bigger is not always better. Speaking no, that's of, why Cars and Coffee sucks. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of bigger, you went to SEMA. I did. And yeah, that is a big show. But I mean, the first thing that people tell you when you say you're going to SEMA and they've been, is they're putting this mental image in your mind of a show that is so big, you have no hope of seeing it in a week's time. Mm. And that's kind of how I mentally went into it. I'm like, all right. Like back to the 50s. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, back, like back to the 50s. Like you need three full days to walk around the entire show and that's back, not counting back to the 50s is actually cheaper if you want to see everything in the show it's cheaper to buy a car from the 1950s and bring it into the show than it is to pay admission every single day mm-hmm. that probably is true yeah yeah that, that's why we bought the buick i bought <laughs> one day admission and yeah it was it was pricey i can't remember exactly what it was like 36 bucks or something like that for back to the 50s yeah it was 25 yeah. okay so it's 25 bucks but for back to the for, for, for a full adult. It's pricey, price. yeah. It's, it's kind of oh, expensive. I was surprised. I thought it was 12 Maybe I'm just buying Janet, kids. you're getting you, a children's you get, ticket. I've, all, I've always gotten you a children's <laughs> ticket, and they don't question it. Yeah. <laughs> You've never I paid for a normal ticket. I either get snuck in with a, like a vehicle, or somebody buys me a kid's ticket, so because I guess I'm just that, jaded. I'm like, oh, I thought it was $12. Booth at back to the 50s, they're all boomers, so like anybody under the age of 40 might as well be 12. Yeah, that, like, yeah. as you get out of your bell curve of age, you get, you're get so bad at identifying somebody's yeah. age. Like, if you ask me if a kid is two or six, I'm like, I have no clue. Dude, I know <clears> it, <throat> but it's like really hard. Mm-hmm. Well, you also and, work with them every day, so your well, bell curve is like. The hard thing. Yeah. is the 10 year old that i helped raise is now significantly taller than me and when i first started like helping with the family again she was three inches shorter than i was and then within six months she is now taller than i am and i'm like sometimes it'd be like a do because it am yeah in exactly. the last month she's grown like two more inches taller than me and i'm like cool so so why, why don't you tell us about SEMA though yeah I, I went into like I said the, the first day I basically I, I got in right at the opening and I cased the entire show mm-hmm. yeah. I didn't stop and look at anything but I saw where everything was yeah that Sorry. took an entire day okay just to Dang. do that because there are so many convention yeah. centers so, are so far apart so it oh. is like actually back to the 50 size or bigger it I don't think it's as large, but it is so clunky getting to individual oh, right. convention centers because you have to like walk through certain hotels because oh it's closed God. to the public, but it's in like a more or less public area. So you've got to sometimes do a really huge roundabout walk just to get across somewhere. Oh, it's like- 
Or the is the fairgrounds is all just fairgrounds? So it's like having an event at the convention center and then the parties at the hotels. So you have to go through the Skyway to get to the... Yeah, imagine there's just like a convention center on the other side of the hotel, but like the hotel is a U-shape or something like that, and it's right next to the other convention center. It's just, it's kind of dumb how that was sorted out, and the signage isn't as good as it probably ought to be. But yeah, I cased it all the first day, which sounds like I'm going to steal shit, and I didn't. Second day, I went back and looked at all the vendor stuff I wanted, which is mainly just EV conversion stuff. Yeah. There yes. was actually quite a bit of that there, which is I, pretty sweet. Cool. I've, from photos I've seen, there's a, a lot of EV stuff, and I'm here for it. It's it's cool. Um, yeah, I talked to a few of the people. It sounds like there's still ways to make it work with like Alibaba-grade you know, parts and stuff like that, but I like that a lot of these companies are kind of reverse engineering Tesla. It's well, not just that. I mean, they're re- like they're using things. the motors, obviously, with new inverters. But yeah. like, they're actually reverse engineering like Chinese components, copying oh, them. Funny. And <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> just That's with so like a higher too. power scale, so you can use it with a bigger motor. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of them that are designed to work with like a drive shaft and a rear stick axle for old boomer mobiles. And then there's a lot of stuff that is just designed to you know replace a differential essentially with a gear case. So. I'm really about all that kind of stuff. I stopped to get a couple freebies from a couple places. I actually am very excited to see the boomery stuff. I mean, it's really yeah. fun to see. I think it was like a, a 66 Mustang GT frame or something like that, but it just had a like a Tesla motor with a billet gear case in it. I'm like, ha So this is why I'm excited for it. It's not from boomer cars because like, the answer to all boomer cars is find a nail head. Like, that's it. You put a nail head or flat into anything American rear-wheel drive and make it better, even if it loses power. Um, but what I'm thinking about is there's a lot of weirdo European cars that you just parts don't ex- exist for. Mm-hmm. Like, I really want a DKW 3 equals 6. And uh, you cannot find parts for them. No way. Yeah. Wow. I really would have thought that, like, that AutoZone or Rock Auto would have had Yeah, I know, right? Or, mm-hmm. like, a Chanel Astra Kampfwagen. Like, I can't get parts of that. But if I can find a Chanel Astra Kampfwagen that has a seized-up engine, I can just put an EV motor in it and call it a day. And it's perfect. And then, like, I hate how many syllables that is. Yeah. And it basically means a panel van. Great. Yeah, no, that's a very <laughs> a German panel, way of a saying. A panel delivery van. Yeah. <laughs> it's a panel delivery van. What should we name it? Schnauzer. Panel delivery yeah. van. Yeah, Schnauzer Kampenwagen. <laughs> Duh, idiot. Um, SEMA is physically large. I'd say it's smaller than 50s, but it's laid out worse. Um, I saw the whole thing competently in three days. Okay. The only reason I would say to go back more than just the first three days would be if there's a specific reveal you wanted to see. Live. Mm. A lot of the reveals are day one, so maybe you spend more of the time in a couple certain uh, places there, but I don't think I would do it again. Las Vegas is kind of a shithole. Um, it was fun to see the strip, and we went out to like the Hoover Dam, which was kind of cool. That's Red cool. Rock. The Hoover Dam sounds like the most exciting part of this. I tagged along in a Polaris slingshot because like right. everyone at the rental house had a rental Turo except for me, so I was just this bumming rides off the people. Cool six. Okay, that's actually kind of cool. It, it's, it, it looks so happy. It's a combination. Well, so it, it was a company that eventually became Audi, but it looks like a cross between an Audi and like an old, like a original Saab 9.5, like the 50s Saabs, like a Saab Monte Carlo. That was like mm, Saab 92 or whatever they called it? it with the 95 is the larger version, okay. which is why I, <laughs> that, that was the latest of the buy sale before they went with the 99 and they totally changed it. I saw Camisa's video. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but anyway. But you rode a slingshot. Yeah, those are, those are not great. 
Yeah. As it turns out. Yeah. And ours was burning a lot of oil. I don't really know why. Well, it's because it uses a 1.4 liter turbo GM engine. No, it was a 2.0 or a 2.2 Ecotech. It wasn't turbo. Okay. But it was Ecotech. Ecotech. And I'm guessing also, not well cared for. Also, it was a 2.0 or 2.2. It's an old boy. Because they've been using the 1.4s for a while. It actually, like I drove it once just because when we were turning it to the Turo guy, the actual person that rented it was quite hammered. And I was not. Mm-hmm. And it... It was not slow, but they're not nearly as light as you would think. They're still like 1,850 pounds, which is pretty heavy. What? Yeah. How is something... Wow. Oh, my God. There's, there's so no weird. amenities at all. I it, it, like that. I, I would not recommend a sling shop. Yeah, the Hoover Dam is really cool. That's cool. Uh, the water level is apocalyptically low. Mm. <laughs> so you got to see the whole dam. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> there was very little I did not see. I, like, there's like an overflow section for if the water level's too high, it just bypasses it. <laughs> and the, the guy walking by, he worked there, and he's like, yeah, this hasn't had a drop of water in it since 1983. I'm like, <laughs> oh, is that why there's a shopping cart and a chair down there? It's like, yep. <laughs> Turn into a resort. <laughs> yeah. There actually, weren't any homeless. I mean, the scale of the place is absolutely incredible. That would actually be a really cool thing to do for the Hoover Dam is in the overflow, make it like an entire concrete structure mm-hmm. that you could use as a resort. And then eventually, at some point, there has to be water that goes back into it. And then when it fills back up with water, then it's... I mean, you figure if they, like, it's stopped cool the turbines and closed the tunnels, eventually it would fill up to that point where they could bypass. Yeah, then they but... wouldn't have any power. Right. So I know why that doesn't happen, <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, that that was pretty cool. Red Rock is picturesque, but it's, you just go to Colorado, it's better, yeah. for the same sort of appeal, and you get, like, a better state. I don't know. It was an interesting trip, like, the, the uh, large house that... Um, Balto rented was it was good, just like very strangely styled. Yeah, it's, it looked like it was built by Benihana. Looked like a big sushi, yeah. uh, sushi restaurant. Yeah, I was trying to find a GIF of uh, in Caddyshack where Chevy Chase brings home the judge's daughter, and she goes, "Oh, nice house. Who's your designer, Benihana?" <laughs> <laughs> I could not find the GIF of that. For that would be movie. worth going through just to find it. Clip I, it. I tried to find a GIF of it, and it was like I was gonna have to make you, it. Yeah, that's I what I mean. To. You're gonna have and to do that. Like, I, I didn't want to. I was busy. Uh, that's, that's fair. I was busy on Blender modeling and like a battle axe for Jana's video game and making her. So that's fair. Uh, one more thing I want to talk about before we get into actual topics. There was a Mexican registered Yaris GR there. And I saw that. That was my favorite thing at Cinema. Yes. That was so cool. There's that a just lot makes of, me want one even more. A lot of people tried sharing other things, and everybody kept asking about the the Yaris GR. They're I posted all, my first photo dump, and like the people that like I look at who likes what, and like the people that like the Yaris GR photo, I'm like, yeah, you're car people. Yeah. The rest of the people are like, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's I can tell who a weenie is versus somebody that's actually like mm-hmm. an enthusiast. Yeah, I, it's a lot of weenies. Would buy one of those so fast if it came here. Yes, I would absolutely buy one immediately. It would make me financially unstable, but I just don't care. Um, actually, Can I briefly talk about my experience at JCCS? Yes, because it was sure. Way you had a his. completely different one. Yeah, so I stayed at the booth because I'm allergic to the heat in the sun. Well, not actually, but very sensitive. And so I've learned my lesson in L.A. is to wear a long sleeve shirt and stay in the shade. Um, so I stayed at the booth and helped so Dan and Ben can like run along and do things, but I love it because people leave me with zero information and I love that because then like, do you actually like, like I know like enough to get back. I just can't tell that sarcasm. No, I actually like it because then if 
men keep talking to me, I could be like, oh, I don't know. Willful ignorance. Yeah. Mm. So I could be like, oh, I don't know. Ha, 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 me. Make sure you're. you're I'm uh, just. I'm just filling in. Sorry. Um. Like. As with, you paddle your hair. Yeah, with like the Hot Wheels, like they literally like Hot Wheels themselves literally mm-hmm. drop off the display. Yeah, the one that you guys had yeah, last ben, time. Yeah, Ben cool. had his his truck was into, was yeah, made to Hot and Wheels. Yeah, and so like they had the Hot Wheels, and people kept asking me, "What's this? What's this?" And I go, "I know these are the prototypes, and then I think some of them have been released yet." And then, the, then someone who actually knows about Hot Wheels will talk to the guys that I don't want to talk to for me, which is, like, fantastic, because it's always a, a weirdo who's been hovering over and just waiting to tell yeah. somebody about it. Oh, no. So, oh, no. You know, like, boomers would have, like, the old man who, like, who, like, tries to act like a grandpa and be like, hey, why don't you sit on my lap? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, like, just gross boomers. Yeah. Gen X has, like, just aspy weirdos. It's not bad. You have the other Are side of the spectrum. Are you coming at me, bro? Like, no, I do. You're you're like well spoken <laughs> by comparison to these people. Imagine you if you genuinely didn't care about the repercussions of your actions. Oh, yeah, that'd be bad. Yeah, that'd that, be real when bad. I say like ask you weirdos, like way worse than you. Yeah. And so I am functioning. Yeah, like it's bad (laughs) yeah so like there's like this one kid just like literally standing and staring at the cars for like hours okay and every time somebody would come up and ask me about the cars i'd be like oh i heard this and this but i really don't know he would just swoop in and talk their ear off and then they would go away nice perfect and so like it wasn't like when i ever did it wasn't like whenever i did a booth for like map or whoever at the state fair for whatever show because i always had creepy men talk to me Mm -hmm. no i had the hot wheels guys defending off the creepy men and it was like fantastic creepy men and like just aspy weirdos together but hot wheels collectors are not by and large very normal you know this is this goes back to my uh my my thesis of the entire podcast that car (laughs) enthusiasts are just cool looking nerds because what you just described is basically an anime convention oh yeah you've asked me weirdos and perverts and And cool looking (laughs) doesn't necessarily follow yeah well i mean cool looking because like when you say like i'm into cars like okay it's more socially acceptable yeah like like, like, at at face value you sound cooler saying yeah i'm a car enthusiast than saying like i'm a comic book enthusiast like yeah one sounds a lot nerdier and in reality they're really the same the same thing and there's a lot of overlap there's a ton of overlap and if you say that car enthusiasts are the same kind of nerd as comic book enthusiasts, both communities give you the exact same response. Because they're just the same. Mm-hmm. All they are are just the same people. You know what a good analogy is for this? Hmm. Blake Bodine and myself. Yeah. Yes. That's Very exactly different what identical you are. people. Two mm-hmm. completely different mm-hmm. kinds of nerds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's but the exact same thing. I also thing. had people come up to me expecting me not to know about the cars that were associated with the JCCS booth hmm. and be really, really shocked when I knew more than they did. And so it was fantastic because they go, Did you mansplain stuff to people, Jenna? cars? And I go, oh, no, they're just my friends. <laughs> Everything has to be a like, companion yeah, by a hair, like, a hair flip. <laughs> because they, they, like, see a tiny white girl at a Japanese nostalgic car booth. And, like, I had an RX-7 shirt on. But it was like I bought it from Cotton On, <laughs> so it's like a really girly clothing stores, mm. and people just buy shirts with stuff on them because they're cute. So people just assumed I didn't know what I was talking about, and it was really fun 
because I was like, oh yeah, this car's from Japan and blah, 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 blah. And I go, oh, this one has a Hot Wheels made out of it. Like, and they're like, oh, it's just similar. And I go, no, this well, is That was a actually Hot modeled Wheels. off of, yeah. yeah. It's literally and, his And then I go, and the, like, these are Ryu's cars and this Integra was bought because it was similar to <laughs> the guy's original <laughs> Integra who was destroyed by a tornado in Michigan. And they're like... Prelude. A prelude, yes. yeah. Um, but like, Pretty. they're just like... And I can say wrong things, and they believe me. And I'm like, yes. You, you're learning to talk like I do. You can just say nonsense, but if you say it with enough, enough conviction, people mm -hmm. believe you. Oh, yeah. I actually run into problems because I, I, don't, I don't snip in as much snarky bullcrap as I, I like used to. Yeah. Because people just like believe it all now. I'm oh, like, yeah. well, I, I try to be correct when I speak normally, but there are certain times where like that's just not my intention. Yeah. I look at the person, and it depends on what I think of them. If I really don't like them, then I'm just going to lead them astray. Mm. I don't. And, and it'll be a, it'll be a fact that they're never going to need to use that day, but like like months later, they'll be at like a dinner party or something, or like talking to friends at a bar, and they'll say that, and all their friends will look at them like they're a dingus. Like it's just great. <laughs> I never purposely do it. I just mix up thing, weird things in my brain, like the Integra and the Prelude. I always confuse, even though that they're two completely different vehicles. I'm just like they're the same. I mean, to they me. are, but we're still talking an early '90s front-wheel yeah, drive. So I'm just Honda. like, eh, close enough. And then if they try to correct me, matter. I go, you yeah. know, what? I don't really care. And then they get mad when I say that. Okay. Uh, like, wow. Listen, man, I'm just, I, just, I just work here. I was like, like, <laughs> I was like look at where I am and it's look like at where getting mad at a are. pizza deliveryist for the wrong toppings. Yeah, like, hey, just, man, I just work here. I just work here, bro. <laughs> it's not my that, problem. That was great. And then the people that were asking for Ryu's wife, they'd be like, is she here? And I go, I don't know. I, and then they would like, she would be sitting Do in the you back. know her? And then she was like, thank you. You you warded off so many people. And I go, I genuinely did not know that you were here. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, she's here. She's actually back here. She's been here the whole time. But yeah, after I found out she was there, I still kept saying, oh, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I'd be like talking to her. And then points. I would like. I would be like talking to her. And then I'd come up to somebody. And somebody would be like, oh, is Hazel here? And I'd be like. Who? Oh, I don't know. No, that's a type of coffee yeah, drink. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I had some in my latte this morning. Hazelnut latte. Yeah, yeah gave it me is. Soy Thanks. instead of oat milk. It was really weird. So I did have a oh, what was it? It was a uh, oh a chai tea latte with almond milk and no water. It's like it was in Vegas. Yeah. I'm like, it we're going to Starbucks gorgeous, in the morning. Yeah. Does anyone want coffee? I'm like, you yes. You just order whatever you're gonna order, and I will pay yeah. you whatever it costs. And it was, uh, I don't even remember who, very nice folks uh, on the CEC board. And they brought me back one of these things. I'm like, I'll, I'll try it. And yeah. it was, oh, Jana gets beautiful. this ridiculous thing at Starbucks. It's and it's ridiculous. absolutely fantastic. It's a blonde espresso latte with oat milk and brown sugar syrup. That's probably pretty good. And it's fantastic. And when you say it to the barista, they're like, they, they go glass-eyed because like you're switching every single ingredient. Like literally every ingredient's changed. And Jan's like, it's not that hey bad. Man, if you I'm give like, me all these toggles, I'm going to flip them all. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the thing is, if you say it in the correct order, they'll understand it. But mm -hmm. he always says it out of order, and that's what confuses them. But even, them. even ah. then, you're still changing every ingredient. But it's delicious nonetheless. Uh, but actually, another thing at JCCS that was also odd, I was walking around with Ben, because I don't want to take photos. Uh, I, my new thing at car shows is I do nothing. Mm. I don't want to do things. So my entire life doing things at car shows. I don't that want to do is anymore. kind of my whole life. Yeah. I'm turning into I don't want to do anything. And so uh, I was walking around at car shows and I was showing Ben what you should take photos of because like I'm 
much more judgmental than he is, <laughs> like everything. And I like really eagle eyed like and just like spot things from like a mile away on a Honda. And like we were looking at this Integra. I'm like, don't take photos. He goes, Why? I'm like, this is a very nicely built Integra. I'm like, I see it's got a uh, Mugen valve cover on it. It you has put air quotes. Yeah. It has a Iceman air quotes air intake. I'm like okay. Very cool parts. I'm like it's got a um Tanaka, uh, Air quotes. Ig- yeah, <laughs> like exhaust manifold on it. Like it's oh got God. all these like retro parts. No There's air quotes on that one. <laughs> There's like, all these retro parts on it. Hand wave. And Ben's like, this is a really cool build. I'm like, yeah, but it's got a Godspeed fuel rail. It's got an eBay fuel rail. Ooh. All this stuff could be eBay crap. I'm like, he's like, ooh, I didn't even notice that. I'm like, yeah. However, I walked over to this other very boring CRX. I'm like, that's an STR fuel rail. That's like the rarest most og fuel rail that you could ever get for a honda it was the very first aftermarket fuel rail that was mass produced for hondas that's the one you want to photograph yeah and this turned off the this did too i mean we're still recording on audio uh, but i don't know what oh the hell's no. going on but yeah my favorite <laughs> that, that seems to be on J- sure does. jiggle the mouse my my favorite part Maybe went to of sleep. um no it rebooted oh um no. so streamers will not have anything for that's this computer has never put a foot wrong um so i guess what we should do is when you upload the thing to youtube upload it off of the recording and then just i'm have just not gonna put it on youtube this week that's right. I just say, who cares about the youtubists i was just gonna say have it, the entire thing be a picture of modi yikes our, nobody our, would ever click on that our entire podcast and then just say sorry <laughs> video cut out here's a photo of my cat <laughs> i know he's fat and disgusting but you're just gonna have to deal with um, it but yeah my favorite part of jccs was I, that was yes, a lot of that was a stutter um <laughs> Ben came up to me with spam sushi at the end of it, Hell and yeah. he just like he just took it out mm. of his pocket and was like, "Do you want this?" Some spam and I was like, "Yeah," and I took it and ate it. And then our friend Patrick was like, "You can't just take random food from people." Like, like I know him, and, it's and like he fine. knew that I knew Ben, but he was just like, "You just didn't question that at all. You didn't ask him where he got it." And I was like, Doi. "It's free food. I'm gonna be fine." <laughs> and he goes, "You can't get." You can't do that. And I was like, thanks, Dad. And he's like, I'm not actually trying to lecture you. And I go, no, I'm just but teasing you. Are. you. Well, trying or not, it's happening. I so. was like, I'm just teasing you because you're giving me a lecture on not to take free food, in which I always do. Oh, if it's from a stranger, I don't eat it around them. So it's say, safe. Another thing, in at, at SEMA, <laughs> so was everybody safe. sitting in line for everything at all, the, like the entire time? Uh, there were huge lines for like the outdoor like ride-alongs and stuff like that, but no. Okay. Because really at JCCS, like California, it's like this—it's like the state sport is like queuing in line. Oh, so they're British folk. Yeah, yes. like everything you do, you, there's a line for literally everything. So like, at um, oh wait, to, did you start recording? All right, good. Yeah, so like, when you're in California, like there was a giant line that wrapped around the entire show to get into JCCS. It went fast though. It went super fast. It was a gigantic line, and then there was. A, there's five food trucks there, and each food truck had, a, I'm not exaggerating, 100-person line in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the booths that had not lines. That did not at least the, I don't know. All the bathrooms had lines. There's a line for everything. No, everything was good there. I mean, there's so many bathrooms. There's actually a car where people were queuing in line to take photos of it. That was the uh, Welcome to Las Vegas sign near the Strip. Oh, my 
God. There was a huge line of people just waiting to go pose oh, in front of this God. sign. That's so, That's so annoying. It was really cringe. I did have a sushi burrito in off the strip, though. Holy hell, that was good. Just remember, when you're if you're paying for a taco, two dollars, no more than two fifty. Sushi per, burrito. No, not burrito taco. But every time you have a taco, I did no not more, order tacos. But if you, if you're ever getting a street taco. No, I go to Taco from Bell. A, no, from like a street vendor. No, because right? I'm not an animal. Actually, it's easier to find and better tasting in Los Angeles to get street tacos than it is Taco Bell. I'm good. Because trust me, they're like every single like Mercado just puts out like a little like tent where they sell tacos sure. at the end of the night. Um, but yeah, it's two fifty at most is what you want to pay. Two dollars is normal. Um, anyway, let's move on. Uh, I want to talk about Hertz rent a car. Do it. Uh, did you know they bought a whole ass load of Teslas? I sure did. Yeah, apparently. Well, ordered, anyway. Ordered. <laughs> we'll see what they They're get not delivered. getting them, because they ordered them. Ooh. But what, it's great and all, because, yes, EVs are good, and it's good to put a big bet on it. But now nobody's going to get them. Why because there's already a chip shortage, and now you just had the world's biggest order for Teslas. Oh, no. You know, Tesla isn't really Toyota. No. <laughs> they don't like it. They're not a volume producer. Uh, they can barely keep up They've with the normal struggling stuff. struggling with this since their inception. Uh, pretty much true. I so, mean, uh, silicon, at least they're on old process tech for the most part. Up until the most recent like Model S and X, which use 7 nanometer, because they have mm. AMD Radeon APUs yeah. in them, essentially. Although, Mark's car, he's got a VIN. It's coming this month. Yay! Good for him. His Plaid. That's actually very cool. I saw a Plaid the other day. They are, Wait. I'm curious to see how... Is it uh, plaid plaid on the inside? I, no, they don't even offer a tartan seat. That's I know I know a guy that can put, make some for him. Uh, if it was my car, it would absolutely upholster the Mar- seats Mar- and tartan. Mark has to do that. Uh, just just make some seat covers and then when no, he's no, not no. looking, put them on. Just like saws all out the old seats and then bolt in some Mark 6 Recaros. Give, give like, Mark an all-expense paid vacation to Wisconsin for like a weekend. And then just like send it over to like top stitch and then like reupholster the seat inserts. Not as the whole cool seat. As that would be, I don't even want to know what that would cost. Like I said, just custom. Way more than that. No, no, it's I, I know it's about $400 per set of seats for, at if top they're stitch. pulled, maybe. No, we dropped a car off there. You must get a much better rate because top stitch has charged way more than that in the past. When I was, when I was working if that's at, what it costs, when I would I, do when all I, my cars. When I, was working at, when I was working at, uh, like, BEP, like, six years ago, yeah. uh, I had a, this guy, like, came in with an ES300. He had never, ever conditioned his leather seats, <laughs> and my technician was trying to replace ah. the high-mount brake light. And he put his hand on the seat, and his Cut. hand went through the seat. <laughs> the guy, like, lost his mind. Oh, my God. And it was, we had to get you know, the entire back seat reupholstered in custom taupe leather and yeah it was 400 bucks how much do i not want to talk to that person though oh the guy was absolutely insufferable i told him to kick rocks i did not give him a discount for anything i didn't give him a loaner car when we took his car because the guy was being an asshole about it like go to a u-pull there will be an es300 there that's the thing is that for our first thought was well we just go in from u-pull and we tried and they didn't have the taupe interior ah which is weird, because obviously most of them were. There were three shades of similar beige Oh, great. Yeah. There's a beige and blue, which is the taupe. Okay. There's the beige red, which goes in their other ones. I'm sorry. And then there is the 
beige gray, which is in most of them. But the beige taupe was huh. the rarest. Great. Yeah. Super, super good. Yeah. But yeah, it's awful. Just, just get some nice uh, car covers. Car seat covers. See, well, I mean, you could just for like a photo op or like yeah. seeing it through the windshield because like no, but once I he, once do not know. It, car covers are awful. Oh, uh, yeah, it's got the yoke, so I don't care about the interior of that car anyway because that steering wheel ruins it. But uh, it's cool that he's going to get that thing soon. I, I don't remember in the Hertz order exactly how many they ordered, but I mean, it was like thousands of cars, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. No, it was like all the cars that they sold at the beginning of the pandemic, they're yeah. replacing with EVs. Ah, well, that's cool. Are yeah. they like adding to like charging infrastructure at the Hertz no. station? Oh, cool. <clears throat> I don't think so. There's going to be a lot of towing. You're going to want the or the uh, rental coverage Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you rent a Tesla from Hertz. I'm wondering how many people are going to have that little 12-volt DC charger in the trunk stolen from the Teslas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, there's no way they leave that in there. How else? What, what are you supposed to do with it? Use public infrastructure. That's cute. Although they're gonna have the adapter, they're gonna have to leave the adapter in there. Yeah. So okay. that's what I mean. Like, no, I mean not the full cord thing, but just the little adapter oh, once yeah, you plug into yeah, a one seven seven two. That's that's what I meant. Sorry. Okay. Not not yeah. the twelve but the the little normal thing to Tesla whatever yeah, the adapter. Eighty-five dollars. Those are all gonna get stolen. Yeah, I know. I would take <laughs> it. Hell, I need another one. Yeah. <laughs> I think mine's getting kind of crappy at home. That's like <laughs> what I'm so concerned about. Like, why why not any other EV? That's because it's American. And... Yeah, it's American. That's why. It's American and not a Chevy Bolt, which isn't. Well, oh, and there's great this brand option. perception, yeah. like these plebs that are paying way too much to rent a car. They're yeah, looking for it. World, yeah. yeah. Well, even though he, even though he's got an ID four. I know he has like a Facebook page for him and his girlfriend, and I was like. Ugh! Yeah, I think it's their EV Nomad page. They also have a YouTube channel. I'm pretty sure oh. Scott was like when I was putting the hitch on his ID four. You like, report did, their did you watch? Yes, you can. Um, <laughs> Perfect. Um, <clears throat> did you watch Piss Jug's video? I'm like, why the hell? Why would I, I ever a, watch that? I didn't know that that existed, and B, why the hell would I watch that? So after I, oh man, I'm really glad that the video I made doing his hitch install was like five minutes shorter. I'm like, oh, good. I'm good. Yeah. Because people always click the shortest video. Actually, I click the longer video. Pro DIY? Oh, well, you're going to watch Piss Jugs then, so congratulations. So the reason I do this is I, like, so I've been, like, teaching at myself, like, Unreal Engine and Blender entirely, okay. like, from YouTube tutorials, and I'm actually doing quite well using just well, long-form shit, sure. This is, like, you need eight bolts, and here's how you move the bumper cover. But this the, like... is what I do is I, I watch every tutorial twice before I do something. Okay. And so I'll, the first time I watch it, I'll watch it while I'm doing something else. I get the gist of it. And then the second time, I'll actually watch it, watch it while I'm eating. And that will force me, because then I actually, I, it, I correlate when I learn things. I try to do two things at the same time. It helps me learn. Okay. Um, so I'll do like a mindless activity, like just like keep my brain stimulated while I'm taking in this information. So like eating or something, it's like something like that where it's like I'm actually physically doing something with my hands. So I'm like, then I'll think about, it helps me correlate just memories. Okay. That's fine. And so, yeah, that's why I always watch a longer form video because I don't want to have to click multiple things while I'm in, inside of a video game or have to like deal with my video game sound being turned down because now it's turned down enough for the YouTube sound. Now just everything in my room is quiet. I find the happy medium. Jan's the happy Because medium I feel person. like the short ones, sometimes you get a lot of information in those short minutes, but especially when I'm like looking for like reviews and stuff, yeah. I don't want the long-winded ones because then they're like doing an unboxing and telling you a story for 15 minutes. Most of the stuff I find, yeah, I'm just trying to skip the filler. Like, mm. I just want to know, like, 
say in a hitch install like i want to know where the hidden fasteners yes, are that you're right there there is i a, want to know if there's any nuance that's you it you don't want the filler no yeah the filler God, no. filler gets gets but immediate I, thumbs down but like yeah like shopping yeah, if you're learning photoshop or blender yeah you're gonna want more like, information yeah like learn, photoshop blender unreal engine like buying a gun like i've been i've been looking into that as well and i've been watching like scooch double o which is like the guy kind of sucks but he has very good reviews where he like disassembles the gun, tells you like where the possible failure points are. I'm like, this is brilliant. This is what I want. It's like a it's it's like I a really in depth review. I just bought a Glock because I know it will work. Yes, basic, very basic. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I, everything I do, I over like it works. I overdo like it sure does. Before I do anything for because if I don't do a watch review or something, I always I I've noticed that I have a tendency to completely like bung my first attempt at everything. Hmm. If I don't watch a review or watch a tutorial or something. So, like, with a Honda, like, it was no big deal. Like, hey. Well, I'm, this one's totaled. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Throw I this over a cliff. I guess I I messed up doing the time belt in this D-series. I'm going to spend $60 to go find another one. Like, <laughs> it's not a big deal. But, like, if I'm doing a timing belt on, like, you know, my Subaru, I'm like, ooh, that's a very rare engine that I have. I'm going to figure out how to do this in the first time. Yeah, it right. probably is my yeah. thing. So it that's... is a little nerve-wracking doing your first time in built on anything, especially if it's an interference engine. It's like, okay. Well, I found out the Subaru was not interference. I, well, that's I, good. As soon as I said it's a non-interference engine, I X'd out the, the review, and I'm like, <laughs> go <"Goat> and dry. <laughs> I got this. If it runs, it means we're good enough. Yeah, timing belts, man. I did, uh, was it the ES330 when I was up here before it went to Florida? Like, I had never had a service before, even though it was low mileage. I'm like, dude, this needs everything. Yeah. Did the timing belt, started it up, ran great. A mile down the road, check engine light turns on. I'm like, oh, no. Bring it back, run the code, camshaft B, timing retarded. I'm like, oh, no. It was one tooth off. You were lucky. That's <laughs> fine. <clears throat> but it ran nice. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a VVTi 3.3, so... Anyway, I had to take it all the way back apart, and the lower timing belt tensioner on a Toyota V6 is the worst. That was not fun. The worst. And now it lives in Florida. There you go. But anyway, uh, okay, I briefly want to swing back to the first topic, and then I'm going to go to the third one here. Um, Alaska got gifted an enormous grant for their first electric vehicle school bus. Okay. Okay. It's been operating in negative 30 and negative 40 degree Fahrenheit temperatures. And, uh, so that uh, can't possibly work well. There are, uh, there are no issues because the bus has a theoretical range of 137 miles and its actual route is 37 miles a day. But even with heat and the cold weather, it's like seriously not a problem. So yeah, what? It's a $400,000 school bus hmm. that they paid 50 grand for. But it says EVs don't work in winter. It's I know, because that was a tongue-in-cheek thing that I put in the notes, but they actually work really, really well. I, uh, I, see, this is the thing is I imagined that that would have... It must have a heat pump. Uh, the heat pumps don't really work below zero, so you know this is resistive heat. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm, the heater is using a lot of heat. I know, because it's a school bus. Yeah. It's probably really well sealed or something, but yeah, I mean, it, it looks like a standard Freightliner. That's wild. It's kind of cool. That's super rad. Well, but, I mean, really you cool. think about it, like, most school bus routes actually aren't that many miles a day, so they also, could be ruthlessly inefficient. if you think about, like, Alaska, diesel engines don't work well. They don't like to start very well when that it's that cold. I mean, modern diesels are pretty better, damn good, but, but like, and they don't heat up that quick because 
for, like it or not, they're pretty efficient with how they uh, destroy fuel, split it apart, and turn it into heat, water, and gas. So I'm pretty sure they're just going to, with in Alaska, probably just didn't turn them off. Think how good like the ever. regen is on that thing, though. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, you have all the weight in the world you have to regen with. Uh, the, the why aren't school, other than like the massive cost, Yes. Initially, <laughs> maybe that's why. Maybe that's why school buses aren't uh, aren't. Normal school buses right are like uh, over a hundred thousand dollars. Oh yeah, and so most of them run. It's not that big of a loss. Most of them run on a Ford Triton V10 now too. You? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Yeah, most modern school buses are not a so diesel you, engine anymore. That's bad. It's not. You great. don't want that. No. No, you and, want the EV. Yes. Yeah. What yes. the hell? Well, I mean, so they can run them on natural gas. Well, I guess I'm gonna just move on to my next topic here. Uh, we're not going to play GeoGuessr because I want to have like a half an episode for that. And we're running late on this one. That is going to be a really hard thing to put in a podcast. It'd be great for a stream. That's I've played I mean. GeoGuessr. Like, we're going but... to do it as a stream thing. And then like it, we'll do it as a filler. Um, I just want to keep that in the notes so we don't forget to do that. Um, I want to talk about actually the Song San Monterey. What is that? Uh, it is my next one that's below your... Uh, next topic i know i'm highlighting this so we don't forget it is a actually amazing chinese car it's a ev or plug-in hybrid electric it's like vehicle a 58 chevy or something it is a yeah it, it's a classic americana style car and song san that's their whole thing is they make classic american style quad headlights weren't really a thing in 1957 58 they were i know this says it's supposed to be a 57 buick most of this looks like a 57 Buick because you have the ventiports on the fender you have the uh window on the back of the uh c pillar uh this looks a lot like the rear end is all 57 the wheelbase is really short looking which is kind of strange yeah it's it's kind of a weirdo little car but like does have four doors yeah that's pretty cool and then they actually, if you scroll down, they have a 57 Roadmaster sedan, so you can see where, like, a lot of... The, I'm deliberately skipping that. Yeah, but, I mean, you can see where it comes from. Like, it's just the quad headlights make it not the exact same thing. But, like, it's really cool looking. Like, I usually don't like retro-style cars like this. That looks like a Foos model right there. Yeah, those wheels need to take a hike. Um, <laughs> Look at the dish. The wheels are awful. I really hate the wheels. But the car itself and the fact that it's an EV and I'm not like ev EVifying an actual 50s car, uh, I'm really a fan of it. And it's got reverse or opening front door or rear doors, which I think is really I cool. I do see that. I think it's a cool looking car for like what it is. I don't I, hate it. I really want the 25-year law repealed. So I can get this in America, because that's just cool as hell. I also want that repealed, so I can have my bleeping Avon time. Yes, it's true. Um, and to be honest, like it's also got a roll-down roof, which I, is really cool. Is that what was going on in the back yeah, there? It looked a, like it was glass, but it, is it, it like a bower? It, yeah, it's like a it's a roll-down like glass roof. Oh, I see. Yeah, so it like, retracts. Interesting. Yeah, it's that's really cool. It's super nifty. I'm a big fan of this. This like, thing looks heavy. It's an EV. It's gonna. It's never gonna be light. That you have a good. Actually, point. to be fair, fifties cars were not heavy. That's true. Even that's not just fifties. Like even up to the seventies, they really weren't that heavy. Like, Jana's Buick is very heavy, but that's because she has like a luxury, like mid-size everything car. Everything is not manual. It's all electric. Yeah, everything's electric on her car. Blubsky is three thousand and five pounds with yeah. fluids. Fifty-seven. Bel Air is like twenty seven hundred pounds, mm-hmm. like because there's, there's there's nothing. I mean, yeah, there's it's... nothing to it. Like a Dodge, um, 
like a fifties Coronet, like a big boy car, like that's about four thousand pounds. Well, yeah, because the engine's fifteen hundred pounds on those. Yeah, and like as I say, like the Hemi's a six hundred and fifty pound engine. And like the first gen Hemi's are heavier than that. The nail head is five hundred pounds. The first gen firepower Hemi is over a thousand pounds. Holy shit! That's why Coronets weigh so much. Ridiculous. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. I, I, I think that. there must have been some like harmonics issue in the block where they broke them, so they're just like screw it, just, just over, overbuild it. Don't even shave off the rest of the casting. Just put it in the car. Yeah, just we'll make we'll make it as heavy as possible. It'll be it'll it'll be fine. I'm like, why weren't these engines more popular in the 50s for hot rodding? I mean, I know they were, oh, but like the nail had existed. It's because the Hemi was so heavy. Yeah, it was. <laughs> also, the nail head is just a great engine. I I I feel like. Once I'm start driving out here, and you can experience a nailhead, you'll appreciate it because it's it's just as wet as a as a, as a flathead. I like that you guys dumb. like the car. It's just as dumb as a flathead. He's way more hyped about it than I am. I'm like, it's a nice car, and he's like trying to convince everyone in the world that it's the best car ever. I'm I super thrilled that you're amped about it. I love like, it. People I'm don't super need to thrilled. know how great it is. They, they do because they'll they make it go up to. in value. Actually, you're right. I'll wait till I get my own, and then we'll do that. I need a 58 Buick uh, Electra Riviera, and then I can... Oh, my God. It had, With the completely different roof line, yes. Yeah, the, the, the cool roof one. The one-year-only, one-model cool roof. The rest of them kind of suck. And moving on to other EVs. Yeah. as I'm The whole thing, apparently, this week, I'm just talking about my brother's pre-orders. So the oh, plaid's got a VIN. We're all talking about EVs. I'm talking about EVs. You're talking about EVs. But, like, I'm actually kind of excited about this. I'm super jaded about the Volkswagen Buzz, the ID7, the giant retro-looking van thing that they teased to us in 2017 or 18. Yeah. It's actually coming. It, well, it is actually coming. It sounds like it's going into production early next this is year. It's very different than how it looked. But I think this is, like, A, it's a mule. So it's not really a production spec. It's not like yellow. And it's clearly still got, I mean, look at this, like no center caps. It's got weird wheels on it. But look how meaty the rear tires are. I it mean, looks I'm, a lot like a Eurovan. I know, which is good. Your, your brother's going to love it. The, the, I'm looking forward your, to the buzz. Your brother loves the Eurovan. I am just jaded by the Eurovan because it's just a lot. Oh, this will be broken all the time. Oh, yeah, it's never going to work. And like the thing with this ID4. The electronics in it, they function, which is strange. That's weird. But it doesn't give you any information. There's like, there's no way to start a charge timer. Doesn't give you the number, of, like the battery percentage. Everything's in miles to just like distill it and moisten it down for the unwashed masses. The electronics in the ID4 are really bad. I'm very excited for your brother to have this because I'm, I'm wondering which will spend more time broken. That or the Kia that he had, the Nero. Oh, we found that for sale in uh, New Jersey at Yay. a dealership. New Jersey's the that, that's the graveyard for all sketchy cars. The yeah. car started life on the West Coast, came here, went to Chicago and back for a motor recall. Now it's in New Jersey. It's just going like, further east. I think I found my car. Up, it's end up in Bulgaria. I'm like, does it have Nokia and Hakapolitas and a trailer hitch on it? It's like it does. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's been found. Uh, but anyway, I'm, I'm pumped. I mean, I like giant weird vans, even though Volkswagen has a horrible history of making everything unreliable. I don't have any faith in it. Uh, but I, I'm power for, sliding I'm, 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 happy, I'm happy. I'm very happy for Scott, but I'm not, 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 not going to put any faith at all into that. Not even a little bit. Um, but we'll do my last topic, and then we'll do your last topic after okay. that. Okay. 
I want to talk about something that I discovered when I was going to bed one night. Cause I always watch weird documentaries when I go to bed. Oh, the God. oldest vehicle in Germany, a past Tuve, like they actually had to like Tuve the car, which I think is amazing. Um, and it also happens to be the actual car that got the world's first speeding ticket. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an eighteen. Uh, it's an 1894, yep. I think, Mercedes. Ben's yeah, uh, Ben's Victoria, yeah. And the, oh, my God. Is that the steering tiller in the middle? Yes, that is the steering tiller in the middle. It, and he literally, literally, it's just like a water valve it is. in the middle. Yes, with that a, turns the car. <laughs> and I love that this got past Tuve. They had, so when they tube the car, uh, the like tube inspector, like they had, because it like was so basic, they had to actually... like go back to, like, the earliest Tuve guides to, like, when these cars were still on, like, the road from time to time. Mm-hmm. And they had, to look, they had to look at that, and they go, okay, so these are the weird things that you need. You need to have a dedicated mechanic that will be working on the car, and he needs to come with the car. Ah, so they're, I see. He had to bring his man, as they call it in, <laughs> in, your, uh, in the owner's manual. They call it your man. It's not your mechanic. It's your man. Uh, that will be working on it. But you would have to bring your man, and the man would have to show the tube inspector how everything works. Because like, they couldn't like, figure out how to start it. Because you start it by connecting power to the magneto and then twisting the flywheel as hard as you can. Okay. And that's how, that's how you start the vehicle. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> so, All right. Yeah. And then they're like, they don't have turn signals, as you saw. He had to have his little... For leg. moving at the second gear, yeah. putting the crowbar in most fourth <laughs> advancement. Exactly. <laughs> and then you have to like move the other tool. Or the, you have to move the, the right knob and the steering wheel. The left knob is your gas. You have to move the right one because that's your clutch. Like, it's just wild. Oh, my God. But it, I just love that this is on... The road and some guy had to actually tube the car. It's just too funny to me. An eye watering twenty nine kilometers an hour is what the uh, <laughs> speeding ticket was written for. I'm glad I have the captions on, and they are they will be in the. Oh, I was going to say they'll be in the video version, which we won't have this week anyway. But so. oh my god, it's so amazing. But I found this video. It's from the German version of like PBS. They had a little documentary. They've got a surprisingly good English language. Um, YouTube channel. DW Euromax with two X's. Yeah, and it's all in English. And it's it, it's absolutely fantastic. There's so many interesting things. This is so ridiculous. I know. And the guy that's driving it, like... He's just really geeking out on That's it. how he actually dresses, too. That's going to be us in 60 years. <laughs> you know that, right? <laughs> so Except for just... We're not going to be in those cars. We'll but be in... The car exists in a museum. But since it's a museum car, like... I guess museum cars in Germany need to be road registered. Hmm. So they actually have to drive them to Tuve inspect them. I mean, I see it's got modern plates on it. Yeah. So so that's impressive. I know. It's just wild. It's got modern plates and everything. But like, yeah, that's like how they're like Tuve. Total loss oiling. Oh, man. (laughs) It's got a light, like a house light switch (laughs) for the Magneto. Yeah. I said, you have to like turn the Magneto on. And then you twist the flywheel. Like, it's just wild watching that. And then that's his man that had to come with him. <laughs> I think we should rename all mechanics men. Men, yes. I'm totally here for Who's it. Whose man do you recommend for my Tahoe? <clears throat> so Jay Leno actually calls the guy that he brings like out to like 
car week and stuff when he has his classic cars out there he actually calls it his man because that's what it says in the owner's manual as long as nobody gets offended by it i'm i'm, I'm, I'm about it yeah the, the actual job title is get your man your manservant i really this. the only thing that could make this better is if it was a french car in germany from that period and it had a poorly translated manual that came along with it because seriously the crowbar alone was like I was on the floor laughing. Oh, it was so funny. When yeah. oh, was it May and Clarkson or in that like mm. tur- there were yeah, they're talking about standardized controls. At yes. the beginning of that episode they had this French thing. Like a Dahan or something like I don't remember what that was. Dion. Sure. Yeah. A Didion. I'm just like, dude. <laughs> it was for making go at the well, the walking pace. <laughs> Wrench with great vigor the crowbar of the second <laughs> I'm just like, okay, I don't even know what's going on. They, but... didn't, even, they didn't even attempt to like double track it in English. Nope. 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 Not that a was, chance. That was a, you go to Alibaba and you read an English description <laughs> for a cheap piece of electronics. So anyway. But moving... I thought you would enjoy that. <laughs> That's much better than the thing I'm about to talk about. So I'm glad we had some comedic Perfect. relief. All right. Well, let's end, on a, let's end on a sad note. I want your immediate reaction here. Oh, I saw this. It's yeah, awful. It is. Yes. But is it worse than the current X5 and X7? Ooh. I don't know. Yes, it is. Is it? Yeah, because the grill's outgrown the kidneys. The cancer's But spread. they're a better shape. Yeah, but the cancer's spread. Yeah, all right. However. It's like swollen the eyes shut. Have you seen the new M car? Which one? The, the new ground-up design just by M, M car? No. It's an SUV. Oh, well, then pass. It's way worse than this. It's the same taconite yellow that uh, this is. Oh, it's awful. I'm really deeply offended by the uh, double oh, God, rectangle exhausts on this oh, X5 that's concept. So bad. But the thing is, we're already seeing, I mean, you know that's not that far from production. And the no, current, that's pretty the much how it's going to look. X5 body style is only two years old. It's Usually they run six it. or seven. I know, because they're ugly. They're awful. They keep getting worse. Um, BMW. I am so happy that i get to experience the schadenfreude that you are going through because this is the shit i had to go through for 10 years between toyota and bmw i already don't care about bmw but like i'm just like you're witnessing it's like somebody getting addicted to drugs yeah and then you're like well i'm just you gonna this, this i'm along for the ride elvis. oh yeah yep this is fat elvis cancerous like, fat elvis you, you're a boomer you grew up listening to blue suede shoes and you're like yeah all right. I love Elvis. How could Elvis not be great in every way? I grew up and with then the E39 M5. Yeah, and this is Fat Elvis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you had your jailhouse rock, and this is the... Still have it. It's ni- over there. 1976 residency. I Elvis. do not understand. The new 2 Series embargo just lifted 2 today, and I was just watching a video before you guys showed up. And they're, they're probably horrific. It... I'm sure it's a technically pretty good car, and it's, the six-cylinder is still the V58, so it's reliable, and the front end doesn't have big cancerous kidneys, but the back end, the taillights are, like, all the way out at the edges, and people are like, it looks like Sid the Sloth from Ice Age. I'm like, yep. it really does, come to think of it. <laughs> like, the eyes are just, like, it's like the, 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 the what was it, uh, Peter Griffin was the eye wrangler for... Oh, uh, for Uma Thurman. Or Uma Thurman. Um, Uma Thurman's yep. eye wrangler. Yes. Yeah, needs that eye car wrangler. needs a taillight wrangler. I, you know, just like, I was I saw a new what 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 new um, Korean car do we see on the road on the way here? Uh, Santa Fe. Yeah, it was a Santa Fe. Hmm. It was a great looking car, and I said to Jan like that new Santa Fe looks like an Audi, and I said you know why? Have you seen the new Genesis GV series stuff? Oh, that's a good car. Those are good oh, looking vehicles. Those are so beautiful. 
I said to Jam, like, yeah, it's because for like Hyundai and Kia have been poaching Audi designers for like the last 15 years. And the old BMW powertrain people. And Jam was like, what? I'm like, yeah, like your sister's car, your sister's like 2014 Optima was the first generation mm-hmm. of Audi designed Kias. Yep. And if you look at a 2009 Optima versus a 2015 Optima, night and day difference. Yep. It went. It literally went from like a 1997 Accord to like a 2013 A6, like literally one generation. Yes. Correct. Yeah. And again, that was like the heyday in the early 20 teens mm-hmm. when they grabbed all the Audi designers yeah. and they grabbed the M performance people that were so frustrated with BMW. Well, they, they were grabbing, they didn't let them actually like build stuff yet because they were still doing Mitsubishi power plants. So like, like Genesis, the Genesis coupe didn't. All right. That still do... had the 20T and the 3.8. Yeah. And those, uh, like all the Genesis people were like, oh, it, it doesn't have forged internals. Like, of course it doesn't have forged internals. It's a cheap version of a Mitsubishi engine. I was like, as I like a car show, I talking to a person the Genesis, and I like, I blew it up because I turned up the boost a little bit. And I'm like, why don't you just like build the block with like, a, or just get a 4B11 block? Like it'll work. And then like, it's so it's, it's Mitsubishi. I'm like, it's the same engine. It bolts together. And mm-hmm. like, dude did not believe me. Did not believe me for the life. And then like four years later, a bunch of Hyundai people were like, oh yeah, you could just use the 4B11 block. I'm, it's always been that way. I'm like, yeah, Hyundai's been using Mitsubishi engines since, like, literally the 70s. Like, they didn't design an engine yep. up until... Uh, their GDI stuff, I think, was... No, it wasn't the GDI. It was after oh, that. Oh, the, the Tau. Yeah, it was the Tau. It was their latest engine, the one that's in the new, like... Their V8s. Their, yeah, the V8s and their, like, new inline. Like, those are actual Hyundai engines. Yeah, Everything the, the else new is... 2.5 is definitely a ground-up Kia Hyundai motor. Even, even their GDI, was the block was based off of Mitsubishi block. It was I'm... a totally different head, but yeah. Hmm, okay. Yeah, I, I know their, their 4.6 V8 that they brought in the Genesis sedan. That was a, that was a Hyundai engine. Yeah. Anyway. Well, if, you, if you want a great top tip, if you want a great BMW, buy a Kia. I recommended a like first couple-year G70 with the 6-speed to somebody. Yeah. They, they didn't buy it, but they should have. Yeah, I started looking at those. I'm like, those are going for a lot of money, and I'm glad. They're very good vehicles. I think like all Hondas right now are just great buys. Well, you can't like, get them with I, a stick anymore. But that first couple of years yeah, of the know, G70, that's a good car. I I I've, I'm learning to pick my battles here. Yeah. With like car stuff, and I I realized that to appreciate an automatic, I needed to drive something that was automatic that was not at all performance-oriented Jana's old Buick, and that, like, I had to go all the way back to early automatics and then build my way back up. It's a completely different, like, reason. Like, it's like going, it's like a fork in the road. Like, you're, like, way over here on the manual fork, and you can't really just get across all the dirt to get to the automatic fork. I'm not going. No, you have to 180 and go all the way back and loop all the way back around. My road has turned from pavement into gravel, and there's a big, like, you know, the metal, the metal posts with, like, the white and yeah. orange Yeah, it tells you you're going to drive through those. No, and then you, you're the guy that just gets out of the car and walks around it, and then it turns into EV. Yeah, and so this is the thing is I, I, I'm, I'm just like, wait a minute. Performance cars are that way, but old luxury cars are that way. I'm like, these are two totally different reasons to exist. Like, you, you, you can have one of each. And, yeah, they're two totally different things. I know, but I'm, and I'm I just appreciate not about them. automatics. I'm glad I pre- that they're... I appreciate them as completely different things. Now, automatics 
if you're trying to tell me a car's performance car automatic, you're lying to me. And you're in the middle of the dirt between the two forks in the road. So you're like right here. You're buying just EV. lying. Yeah, you're, you're supposed to be buying an EV. But if you have an automatic and you're not trying to be performance oriented, that's fine. If it's a Mercedes S-Class, it's fine with an automatic. No. But if you have a, say, a C63 without a manual, that's weird. They should all have sticks. Yes, all C63 should. A W140 right. with a manual? Oh, oh yeah. Be, that'd be perfect. They exist. Huh? All right, well, on the bombshell, there we go. All right, yeah. bye. Bye. I'm going to get my good.